Um, so I, I know I really, I find that interviews go best when people talk about what they're most passionate about. And from what you mentioned a little bit, I, I think you were most passionate about kind of the good success you're having on your website and mm-hmm. you're right. Right. Or is there something else that you're really kind of excited about or what you're. Well, yeah. It's, it's, it's just marketing in general. So the whole like an evolution of the website and how it continues to grow and how the content I'm adding to it um, and kind of what I'm doing to, um, to help to promote more engagement through quizzes and through, um, um, I've, I've, you know, do a lot of videos. I've, I've really made my, my YouTube channel robust. So it works, you know, it all works together. It's all big one kind of marketing center. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm sure you have people every day coming say, Hey, you know, I saw you on YouTube or I saw you on that. Okay, good. Yeah, I think sure. that's, you know, you're the second person that's recommended the, the slight edge book. And uh, it's a great book. It is. I, I've read it too. There's another one called Atomic Habits, which is very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we probably read that one too. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So we will, um, <clears throat> we'll start, start that. Uh, and I might ask you a little about your newsletter. I'm interested in about that. You're sending your, do you do an e-newsletter or an actual written? I do, I do an e-newsletter monthly. E-newsletter. So in fact, I, I sent them, I sent out every Tuesday, my patients get a email from me. So depending on the, on the week, the last week, the last Tuesday of the month is a newsletter and every other Tuesday is a different topic. And I'll I'll ask you some questions about that. Okay. Sure. You Uh, got it. Let me get my microphone here. Okay. Hello and welcome to Podiatry Practice Mastery. My name is Don Pelto and I'm here with uh, Andrew Schneider and he is a, a fellow podiatrist and kind of a marketing guru. Andrew, thank you for joining the show. Thanks so much, Don. I'm happy to be here. I like lifting people up here right before we, so you have to, you better give us some good content, but I, I think you, we've chatted a little bit before, so I think you will. So Andrew, uh, tell me a little bit about your, your background and your, your interest in the AAPPM and then your interest in marketing. So I've been in practice here in Houston, Texas for about 22 years now. And, um, I bought a practice straight out of residency. It was, um, kind of an unusual thing to do at the time, but I did my residency up in New Jersey. And at the time, um, HMOs were so taking over and it was hard to get on the panels. And I was just, it was just recommended that I go go elsewhere. So I looked elsewhere and elsewhere turned out to be Houston, Texas, where um, things were uh, in, in um, from a managed care standpoint in, in a good place. Um, and I found a, a practice to um, purchase. The way I found the practice actually is fits in with what we're going to be talking about today is I found it on the internet. Hmm. And um, at the time when I was coming out of residency, this is um, 97, uh, 98. So I was coming out of residency then and the internet was all dial up in 56K dial up modems. And there was um, not much practice, no, not many practices on, on the internet at the time, but APMA had a website and they put their practices for sale on their website. So I found this practice for sale in Houston, Texas. I called on the practice and they said, how do you even know about it? We just submitted it to APMA to put in the APMA news, the printed journal, and it shouldn't be published for two months. But they didn't realize it was going on the internet immediately. And so that's how I found out about the practice. I was the first one to call about it. And I've been here ever since. And it's a great place to practice. Wow. 
And, you know, it's interesting, that whole experience that you had that got your practice, you said you talked about something about your, your, your patient experience. I know a lot of times we talked about, and you recommended a book called Inside the Magic Kingdom, which is like the, the, the customer experience. Can, let's, we're going to focus more on your area of expertise, which is marketing. And what's the typical patient experience in terms of a marketing perspective from when they come in to that every Tuesday email, to the newsletter, to your YouTube? And how does that work typically for your patients? Well, marketing, I kind of cast a very wide net and I'm trying to narrow it down. It's kind of like a funnel. So I get a wide net out there and then I just bring them in and the place where I want them to end up is my website because my website is where I have ultimate control. Mm -hmm. So everything I put out there, whether it be social media, whether it be through my um, emails to my patients, whether it be videos, it all siphons back to my website where I can give them more information and I can... Um, convert them into a patient coming into the office. Um, so when it comes to to marketing, um, you mentioned the um, the emails. Uh, we'll start with that. I email my patients every Tuesday. They get an email from me, and that seems by many to be a little too much email. You know, we all get inundated by emails, um, but I'm going to speak to the contrary where I'm actually looking to possibly increasing it to two emails a week because I have patients who come in specifically because of those emails and the topics I put in those emails. So the way that I structure them is the last Tuesday of the month is always my practice newsletter. Um, I send out, it's an out, it's an e-newsletter. It has a topic, uh, whatever my topic of the month is. And then I have a lot of non-podiatry content in there. I'll say it's maybe 50% podiatry, 50% other, you know, it could be just health. It could be about meditation. It could be about eating right. It could be about sports. Um, but, you know, just talking about foot health and foot care um, to the average person is not the most exciting thing. So we want to pepper it through, we put a Sudoku puzzle or something like that. In Andrew, there. do you do that whole, sorry to interrupt, do you do that whole thing or do you have a who that does it for you? I have a who that does it for me. I have a, I have a full-time marketer and I also have a um, someone who does a lot of my writing for me as well. So the newsletter, the only part of the newsletter I personally do is my, I have a column about my family, which I find is the most popular column in the newsletter. And I have people coming in asking me about my kids. Um, right now, my son is overseas, and those, they ask about him. And um, I put pictures in of, of, of the kids and what they're up to, what they're doing. Um, if we go on a family trip, I'll take a picture and put a picture in there. But that's how I know people actually read my newsletter is because they come in for a visit, and they bring up usually the family column in the newsletter. So wow. that's the only part of my newsletter that I personally write because it's my family. And um, the rest of it is done by my, uh, by my team. You know, I, I think talking about delegation, that's how you can do so much is with, with that learning that. And you learn that through your, top, your time in top practices, I take it, or just your own reading, correct? Yeah, top practices. Um, that's where I learned um, the, the concept of a marketer. It took me a while to find the right marketer. Um, but once you have the right person in there, it's, it's, it's fantastic to get that load taken off of you. And it gives me the opportunity to do what I want when I want to do it. So for instance, during COVID, I took back 
all my writing um, because I had to scale back because the patients weren't coming in at the time. So my writer, I decided to kind of furlough her for a few months. She's back with me now. But at the time I did all my writing. But what I did was when I took her when I when I brought her back on, she's still doing the newsletter writing and doing my social media writing and my blogs and articles and things like that for the website. But I enjoy writing so much for and marketing my practice so much. I found that the time during COVID it invigorated me to with, back with the practice. It's getting a little burnt out, mm-hmm. um, but handling the marketing, I write those Tuesday emails that I send to my practice, I sent to, to all my patients. I write that myself. I do not delegate that anymore. I, I kept that for myself. So the way I structure it is the first Wednesday of the month is um, it's, it's just really uh, a, I pick a topic and I write about it. It's, it's a, um, it's, it's, you know, based on something that I've seen recently in the clinic, obviously patient confidentiality, confidentiality is maintained, um, but it's something that is top of mind. There are questions I've been asked and just give a good answer for it. Again, I usually do half the email sent and then click here for more to get them back to my website. Uh-huh, I the like second that. email of the month is a yeah, the second email of the month is usually a success story. So um, just again, a blinded um, case study that I do with a patient. Um, this week, it was a patient who came in for a, a, just a simple callus. But the first time he came in for the callus, he realized it was throwing him off so much. He had back surgery scheduled. But be, after I came, after I took care of the callus, his back pain went away. He was altering his gait so much from that one small callus that it led to major back pain. So my email to my patients was how one simple callus saved a patient from back from back surgery. Wow. Um, the next um, the next week was the the, the, the third week is typically um, something new that I'm doing in the office. You know, promoting a a, a service, whether it be. Um, Shockwave, or whether it be, uh, I use the Swift system for planner warts. Um, so it's something new that's going on, or something that people may not be aware of. And like I said, the last Wednesday, the last Tuesday of the month is my practice newsletter. And and just for those and I'm looking to oh. go, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no go you. Ahead. It's all about you. The, I was gonna. The, what I was gonna say was sometimes there are five Tuesdays in a month. And that fifth Tuesday, um, if there is one, I will kind of promote other elements of my of my marketing. So I'll let them know that here you're reading the newsletter. Did you know I have a YouTube channel, or do you know that I have um, you know, articles that ha- that go up every every Wednesday onto the internet? Do you know where all my social media is? Do you know that I'm on the Clubhouse? Um, all these different areas that they may not be aware of and what they want to engage with me in the practice in. Wow, let's talk tactics. Do you use active campaign? Do you use um, what, constant contact? What's your, let's talk about, like you do a Google doc and you kind of a running list of ideas. What's the workflow? Because to do all of that content and we'll get into videos next, what's the workflow? Yeah. 
So the workflow is all, I have a CRM, a, a, a customer management CRM relationship management okay. software. Um, I don't use active campaign or constant contact. My CRM is built into my website. So mm-hmm. I use a company from my website called Foster Web Marketing. Mm-hmm. They, um, they started off with attorneys and they branched out to physicians and it's a fantastic company. So everything, all my campaigns are built within my own website, which is great okay. because it's all in one place and I'm able to just direct them back to the pages that I want them to go to. Wonderful. So it works out great that way. So that's kind of my, uh, yeah. everything is based out of my, my website. And it's then do you way. have a day you work on marketing, like to write all this content, unless it's, it's due on Tuesday, do you write it on the weekend? Do you write it between patients? What's your workflow that way? My Tuesday emails, I typically write on the weekends. I'll either write them on Friday or on Sunday. Um, and this way my marketer takes it, just she does a run through, make sure she proofs it, she puts a picture to it. Um, she sends a test to me to make sure it looks okay by formatting. And then she sends it out on Tuesdays. Wow. So um, it takes me honestly to write those emails. It takes me about 30 minutes. It's not, it's not a hard, I write in a very conversational yep. way. Mm-hmm. So it's really not hard for me to, um, to write those emails. Um, my marketing, I work Wednesday afternoons. I don't see patients and that's my rainmaker day, so to speak, mm-hmm. where I work on my marketing those days. And on Fridays after surgery, I spend a lot of that time working on my marketing as well. I don't see patients on Fridays. Wow. I, I think that's real key, Andrew, is uh, for those that are intimidated about writing or intimidated about email marketing, you just have to get in and just do it. That's the key. I'm sure in the beginning, you feel very uncomfortable. Like they call it the imposter syndrome. Like, who am I doing this? But after right. you do it for a long time, you're like, you know, and they get used to it. So great. Let's let's move on to whatever Absolutely. you want. I was thinking maybe YouTube next, because if you're doing this, how do you find time then to make videos? What's your workflow for videos? So YouTube, um, I was doing very sporadically up until 2020 and going into 2020, I made it one of my yearly goals to post a video every week. So in 2020, I posted a video every Thursday of the, every Thursday of the year. And at that point it was all whatever I, whatever kind of popped into my head, I wrote a video on. So I had a running list of video topics that I referred to, and I kind of just checked them off as I did them. If I run out of things, I sometimes ask my staff, I said, you know, what questions have you been asked um, recently that I should make a video on? And they give me answers. Um, That's really what you want your videos to do is to answer the questions that people have. So when they're searching for the questions, your video pops up. My strategy for videos changed a bit in, um, in, in 2021, where I decided every month I'm going to dedicate to a particular condition mm-hmm. and I'm going to do a deep dive on those conditions and their longer videos. So in January, I did, I think it was plantar fasciitis. In February, I did plantar warts. In March, I did running injuries. Um, or actually April is that now is running injuries are going right now. So every month it's focused on. So week one might be what is plantar fasciitis. Week two is um, conservative treatment for plantar fasciitis. The third is surgical treatment for plantar fasciitis. So it's, I divide the whole month in um, different elements of the same topic. Then what I'm doing with those videos, they're still going up every Thursday, um, but I batch record them. I even, even last year when I was doing them, I, bat- I recorded a full month of videos in one two hour period where I'll set up my, um, my stuff in my office. And um, last 
year's videos, I did mostly stream of consciousness. This year's videos, I'm scripting them a lot more to make sure I don't miss things. Um, I use my iPod as a teleprompter to kind of just make sure I hit all my bullet points. And um, what I'm also doing with those videos is I use a software called Designer and it uploads the videos into the software, it transcribes it and makes it into an ebook. So now I have an ebook that was essentially made by artificial intelligence that I have just have to go through and edit that I'm using now as a leap magnet. So if you hear in my video that I have a book all about plantar fasciitis, go to plantarfasciitisbook.com. I have a book all about bunions, go to bunionbook.com and it'll give them an opt-in into my onto my website that goes into my CRM. So I have that contact in there and I send them the ebook. But what's even better, Don, is I then have a campaign behind it where once they get the ebook emailed to them, I have two days later, it's here's a bonus video. And it's my, it's my videos on those topics, which if they're smart enough, they'll realize that my ebook is essentially a transcription of my videos. But most people don't watch all the videos in that particular month. So I'll send them the first video and every two days they'll get another video and then they'll ultimately get into my campaign for my newsletter, wow. which is where they end up. And I find this, I found this to be very effective um, to introduce people to new, um, services. To new technologies for yep. things they don't understand, new services, things, um, and, and give them a better understanding of their condition. And it makes them kind of come into the office pre-sold um, knowing what the, what the, what the um, treatment is likely to be. Do you then, let's say your Tuesday emails, do you include your videos in your Tuesday emails or are you thinking about doing a Thursday email where it'll include the videos? That's going to be my Thursday email. Um, I'm starting a, I'm actually starting a podcast and the podcast is geared towards the consumer. It's geared, not geared towards other podiatrists about marketing or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's geared to the consumer. So that is going to start next month. And, um, I'm going to have that second blast email on Thursdays and that's going to highlight the video for the week and highlight the podcast for the week. Wow. We, we've, I think we've covered more today and, and then we, I have a lot of my previous ones. No, because I think people are probably listening to this being a little overwhelmed with, with, but with the workflow, um, you just have to take little steps. Um, and to, to get and to do something like this. There's some technology things. And I think the key is finding these people, these um, marketing people, are they virtual or are they actually in office people? And how did you find them? My, my marketer, um, Julia, is in, in person. She lives in Houston. Um, she isn't, doesn't spend much time in the office, but she does, a, well, before COVID, did a lot of shoe leather marketing, visiting other practices. Practice rep. Um, mm-hmm. But she also, yeah, she's a, she's a practice rep. Um, she is um, a full-time employee at my office. Okay. She also writes my newsletter. She, you know, does all my blast emails and things like that. I have Jordana, who is a contractor, and she actually lived in Houston. She now lives in New York, but she still writes for me, and she writes a lot of the blogs that you'll find on my website um, that you'll see in social media, my blogs, my articles, very often are written by Jordana and she's a professional writer. That's what she does for a living. She writes for magazines and she studied my writing and writes in my voice. So people who even know me well, don't know that I don't write a lot of this content. 
Um, at the beginning, I would approve the content. Now she is great at what she does. And if she has a question, she brings it to my attention. She doesn't know, she knows what lines to cross and what lines not to cross. Wow. Where virtual assistants are going to be coming in is I'm about, I'm actually in the process of hiring um, overseas virtual assistants to help me with my video editing and my podcast editing. Because my time, I'm realizing my time is, um, I, I don't mind editing um, and I like doing it, but I think I have a better use for my time. Mm-hmm. But even if that time is just spent with my family, um, it's it's a better use of my time than actually doing the actual editing of my videos. So I'm going to be outsourcing that to um, a virtual assistant um, probably within the next month or so. There, there's a good workflow that I've, I've found that's worked well. I use Trello for virtual assistants. And, mm-hmm. and basically Trello is like a, a, a management system of tasks. And then I also use WhatsApp where I record my podcast, the audio with WhatsApp. It's very easy. And then they take that audio and then they can add the intro, they can put the outro and they can, and, and, you, and so it's just the easy way you can do it on the fly um, whenever you have time or you can batch it. I like batching. I think batching is a good way of doing it as well. Yeah. Batching is a, a really good way. And I like to have all my videos done before the month starts so I can promote my book. And this way the videos are all ready to go to have wow. that, that follow-up sequence. But I use, um, uh, I use a, um, an app called, um, I totally forget, it just flew out of my head. Um, but it also similar to Trello. It's, yeah. uh, it's another, um, it's another productivity app yep. that is a, is a, lot a of task ones. management app. Yep. Um, and I use something called SenseSpark, which is similar to Loom. Loom is like a mm-hmm. screen and, for and, and video recorder. Mm-hmm. And that and that's what I'm doing for to, to record videos to instruct my virtual assistants to show them how I want things done. So when I, I'll actually edit the video on live on on SenseSpark in this way, they'll be able to refer back to see exactly how I want it done. Do it once um, and record so it. Yeah, that's awesome. Great way of doing it. Exactly. Wow. It. So we've, co- we've covered your email. I think that's the bulk of it. Is there something else we're missing? We covered your emails. We covered your YouTubes. You're going to do podcasts. What other is what currently the other things that are really working for you? Or is that that's well, the a lot. biggest thing, Don, is like I said, every that is a lot. And I know it seems overwhelming um, to, I'm sure, a lot of people on here, but I didn't start doing all this. This was all just kind of cumulative where I just kind of built on it. But really, my home base is my website. And that's really where. Um, I have control over everything. And that's why I have everyone come back to the website to, um, you know, where I'm able to engage with them. And I'm able what's to- What's so special? Um, Let's talk about your website. What's so special about the website? I'm just- I I'm think an I probably here. have the- <laughs> Yeah, I think I have the most content on a website. I would probably put my website against any podiatry um, or or healthcare website um, with the amount of content that I have on it. And of course, content is what drives the search engines to be able to um, to, to be able to to see what 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 to rank you in. And, And I get ranked, you know, really well. I get I get about four to five new patients per day coming in just from my online marketing from my website. Um, they say I've had comments that my website is a dream for runners because of all the content I have on there. It's um, for me, I have full control of my website, the way that my website um, company foster web marketing, the way that they work is they have a, um, their backend is 
almost like Microsoft Word, where I'm able to just go on and I put my headline in, I'll put some, you know, the data that, that's not data, the um, just short description. And then I just write like I would normally write. I can add pictures, I can add videos, I can do anything I want to do on my website. I can add a page, it's going to be a host for my, my, for my podcast as well. Um, there's nothing I can't do on my, on my website um, and if I can't do it, I get with them and they figure out a way to do it. For instance, one of the things that I'm doing to promote my eBooks is I use a app called ConvertBox. Uh -huh. So if you're on my website and you go to the heel pain page, a box is going to pop up or slide out from the side saying that I have this free eBook all about plantar fasciitis, all about bunions, all about plantar warts, all about running injuries, depending on which the page they're on is going to dictate what offer they get. And so they'll get this box that pops out at them that says, you know, you can have this free ebook and there's a, a link to, um, to subscribe um, or to, to, to request the ebook. So there's a lot of, of different apps that are out there. I mentioned designer to create the ebook um, and, and convert box um, that, puts a call out, but the convert box came in really handy where here in Houston, a few weeks ago, we had this terrible freeze and we were without power for about a week. Um, we were able to close the office for a week. Um, it actually snowed in Houston, which is not unusual for you up where you are, but for us, it's like, you know, Armageddon. And as a result, um, what I did was I put on my website, one of these convert box that literally popped up on every page saying that we're closed, we don't have power, um, everyone be safe, stay home, we'll call you and reschedule. And it's, it's, a, it's a great resource to have, uh, to be able to put out announcements like that on the yeah. website in, in emergencies like that as well. Wow. Wow. Well, Andrew, I think we've, we've talked, I think people are going to want to kind of look at your website. Um, what, what, what's, the, what's the website for people that are listening? They can learn more and, and put their names and emails and stuff like that. Absolutely. The website is Tanglewood Foot Specialists, plural with an S, dot com. And everyone's welcome to, you know, to go in and, and if there's a list, there's a thing for free resources and just find an ebook that you like and just kind of see, kind of see what I'm doing and you'll get the follow-up campaign and you'll be able to see everything, you know, that, I, that I'm doing that way too. And you'll get my newsletter and I'm happy to share it with the profession because that's like similar to my work with the AAPPM you mentioned. Um, that is my, that, that is what I love to do. I love to work with my colleagues and help my, help my colleagues and be able to give them ideas on how to make their practices better, how to better market their practices. And um, that's, if, if part of that is getting on my list, I'm happy to have you on there. Yeah, you've been, you've been very generous. What I found, and I think you've probably found, Andrew, is the same thing. Ideas are a dime a dozen, but I think the key is taking action. And so as we conclude here, what, when did something snap that you actually decided, well, I have to, because you have a ton of ideas, you have a ton of ideas for another 10 years. Um, mm -hmm. how, how have you been able to take action? Do you have any tips for people of, of like, they're just starting out, they don't have their own website? How do people take action? Is it getting an assistant? Is it doing it yourself? Is it, sometimes we get overwhelmed by all the technology. What tips do you have to not, people got to get paralyzed by analysis? With all this tech we're talking about, I'm going to give a tip that is the, the lowest tech tip there is, is I find a paper planner is a game changer. Um, being able to sit with a book and write with a pen or a pencil and organize my week and organize my days 
um, and, and write down my notes. And when ideas come, rather than pull out my phone and put it into some random app, and trust me, I have I love Evernote. I like Dropbox. I love Google Drive. I use all those things. But when it comes to actually planning my day-to-day and to capture ideas, I think there's nothing better than a paper planner. Um, It's just since I went from all digital to um, a paper planner, it's increased my productivity. The main thing, Don, is is to map out where where you think you want this to be and then just take the first step. Yep. There's always a there's always a first step, and when you take that first step, it's just bringing you closer to the goal. Um, when it comes to marketing, there's no end of the goal. I mean, you're always going to be marketing, even if you have a full stream of patients and your days are booked. If you you know there there will be a COVID or there will be a you know a crazy snowstorm in Houston that kind of knocks the wind out of you, and um, you'll be happening happy that you'll that you you have this relationship going in with your patients, where my patients learn to welcome those Tuesday emails, mm-hmm. even though they weren't coming in to see me during COVID, um, but they were they they still felt they were maintaining that connection, and many patients have you know told me after the fact how how much they appreciated it. Wow. We see as practitioners that we're invading their we're, we're, that we're that we're invading their inbox. But I'm here to tell you we're not invading their inbox. Not everyone will read it. Not everyone will open it. And not everyone will open every email. And that's okay. But the fact that you're showing up in the email, you'll never be in a situation where they'll be like where they say, "Who was that podiatrist who I went to? Who was that guy who I saw?" Um, where you know you'll see someone who had. You know, we see it all the time. They're coming in for their left bunion and they already had their right bunion done. How long would you have right bunion done? A couple of years ago, who did it? I have no idea. Well, in my case, they're not going to, not going to, that's not going to happen because they're going to see me every week, if not twice a week and be able to, you know, keep, keep me top of mind for when they need me. That's great. Well, well, thank you, uh, Andrew. This is a great, great topic. I appreciate your time and great, valuable, generous content. Thank you. My pleasure. Anytime. I love doing it.